Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist. And today we are here with James from Healthy Living James. Hi, James. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. No, you're, you're welcome. We absolutely love your food pictures, your food videos. They are stunning. And I'm sure like your kitchen just smells amazing all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I, de- I definitely do cook quite quite a lot, um, video-wise as well. Like just starting to do quite a bit more video, so yeah, it's been been good fun. Amazing. Well, we want to know all about it, but before we get into kind of how you know how you started, how you run your page, why you do what you do, um, could you tell us your journey as to how you got there? Yeah, I've got quite a, a long journey. So Yeah, we actually had um, two people message in saying, oh, we love James's page and we want him to talk about his journey. So Yeah, yeah it's, um, <laughs> it's been quite a, a long journey. So if I go back to when I was younger, I was a really hyperactive kid. I had tons of energy, like bouncing off the walls type energy. So I, I found that sport really helped me use that energy. Um and I just seemed quite naturally good at sport. So all through school, I was getting sports scholarships and stuff like that. And then I started to focus on on golf. Um, played for Dorset um, for years, then went into playing for Bournemouth University. So I was heavily focused on golf. And then uh, wanting basically to for it to be my career and, and turn professional. And then uh, when I was 21, I suddenly woke up one morning feeling really, really ill. I was staying at a friend's house and been out for dinner and I just felt terrible when I, when I woke up. And I w- wasn't even drinking, so it wasn't anything like that. I just felt really sick. So I, I went home and was physically sick for two or three days straight. So I thought it was food poisoning. And I just sort of kept pushing for the next few weeks. I just felt dodgy. Um, I rang the doctors. They said, there's probably food poisoning. You'll be all right. And so I just kept pushing myself. And I had that mentality as well of someone that always was striving to push for the next best thing. Um, So I wasn't someone that could just sort of lay there and accept it. So I just kept pushing myself, went on holiday with my parents uh, up north. And I got back from that and I completely crashed. That was when my dad had to physically carry me into doctor surgery because uh, I, I wasn't talking. I, I was losing weight. I couldn't eat. I just was just shocking. Felt terrible. So he carried me in there and the doctor was speaking to me. I remember I, I, the only word I could say was ambulance. So they rushed me in for a suspected brain tumour because yeah. um, I wasn't able to talk as well. So I had multiple symptoms of brain tumour. So they rushed me in for a scan and I was obviously fine with that and I was kept in for two weeks um I had every test you can imagine done all of it was okay um I was having multiple allergic reactions to medications they were giving me I was just hypersensitive um one of them gave me an anaphylactic shock so I went through it for those two weeks really badly um and they just didn't know what was wrong and they said that you you probably got a virus or something and you need to go home and rest because we can't give you any answers so I went home um pretty scared because this is like six weeks in now petrifying yeah six to eight I'd say six to eight weeks in from when I first felt sick so from someone that was so active that was Mm -hmm. quite a 
a scary experience. So I and still had no answers as well. Like they hadn't told me what was wrong. So they just said to go home. So I went home, rested. I, I didn't get any better really. I was I couldn't tolerate light, I couldn't text, I couldn't watch TV, couldn't hold a conversation. All of it had gone. Um I was in a dark room for probably four to six months, something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so it was very, very bad and pretty scary from from where I was to, to be there out of the blue. Uh, my mum got a nutritionist to come and visit me um, at the six month mark. And that was also when I was diagnosed with ME because they have to wait six months for that diagnosis. Or they did back then because we're talking nine years ago now. So it's quite mm-hmm. a long time ago. And I had a nutritionist, she come to sit on my bed and I wouldn't even talk. Like my mum would talk through my story, my history, all of the sort of information that you guys ask, you know, about someone. Um, yeah. And basically my mum dealt with it really. And she said to um, try some supplements, but I was so scared. Like she said, to try some vitamin C, you know, it's really basic supplements. Mm-hmm. And I'd had so, two or three allergic reactions by now that I was just too scared to even take vitamin C and there's like literally nothing that it can do right like it's yeah. <laughs> I was that scared. Out. <laughs> yeah so I was my mum would chop them up into quarters just so that I could build up the confidence um, and she also recommended to make changes in, in my diet as well try cutting out gluten and dairy I always felt like I had a, a real issue with dairy my whole life um, I had uh, real bad stomach problems as a kid and just never really pinpointed it on dairy because 15 years ago that wasn't really no Mm. one really talked about it and wasn't really uh, a well-known thing Um, so I cut a few things out and my mum was then cooking for me for two years I was bedbound for two years Uh, yeah so it was a long period but I slowly got a bit better a bit bit better through that period where getting out of bed was an achievement then going you know, to the window and back and I'd have to wait a few days before trying again so it was a real gradual progress um that I didn't really at the time you didn't really see it as well like mm-hmm. it was sometimes it felt like I wasn't getting anywhere and but I just kept plodding along kept going kept positive and then the two-year mark that's when Louisa and I moved into a, a flat together in Bournemouth I felt like I was ready to do it but she was out working so I had to cook for myself um, and that started to become a passion and back then there wasn't many people creating gluten and dairy free quick recipes so I just mm-hmm. had to do it myself so I taught myself how to cook had a chair in the kitchen sat there and just cooked um, a few times a day it became like my outlet place, like safe place to just do something, like feel like I was doing something and because that was the only focus I had. And I was like that for three to four years. I was in the housebound stage. So six years total, that that whole journey was. Um, and then friends and family said I needed to share the journey. So that's mm. how I started Health Living James. It took me six months to put uh I think I put 20 recipes on the blog because I didn't want to put it out with nothing on or like didn't want to start it with just one I wanted like a little bit of a a catalogue of stuff there 
so I created 20 I think it was which took me six months to create 20 because yeah. I was I was still probably only 40 or 50 percent then so it took me a long time to put stuff together and I'd do it bit yeah. by bit and then I launched it in August 2016 yeah August 2016 so three and a half years ago ish and That's such an incredible journey I've just turned up every day since that's amazing um I mean from where you are to where you are now and the authenticity in your journey I think it just makes it so special and just like the passion and like you said like it was your outlet um I love that and I think cooking is an outlet for so many people for so many different reasons um and it's it's just so nice to hear your story and how it's helped you thanks yeah I know I a lot of people cooking is a great way of like relieving stress like after work you know I think a lot of people don't like cooking but actually when you start getting into it and you've had like a stressful day doing something for 15 minutes you know they're not talking mm-hmm. like hours of cooking here it's just yeah 15 minutes to just do something and even now like even though it's my job I still feel calm when I cook like that's yeah that's where I feel my like natural it's just where I feel comfortable I guess same there's something like very therapeutic about just like mindlessly chopping vegetables yeah Um, (laughs) but then the opposite is that I I love to cook and I I, it is my therapy but I absolutely hate cleaning up oh it's the worst part yeah (laughs) if anyone asks me like people generally ask what's the best thing but the worst thing is with cooking a lot is just the cleaning up I think that's the the only downside definitely that's I would say the only downside to it all yeah yeah what I do love about your meals though is that they are so quick and Mm. I constantly have to tell people you know in particular clients because they people do think you know if you want to cook from scratch it takes like at least an hour and it, and it doesn't it doesn't have to no not at all that's what I tried to get across that but that's how I taught myself how to cook like I had the chair yeah. there I had five to ten minutes of energy to stand up and then mm-hmm. that would be the sort of time that I would get the veg prepped in um and I wasn't very strong like I would struggle to chop things um yeah. so so I'd have like a time limit of five to ten minutes where I could stand and do stuff and then I'd have to sit down and then stir and you know things like that so that and I've carried that on like that's all the recipes are still sort of Mm -hmm. based on that fact because it it helps a lot of people in the sort of whether they're busy with work and don't have much time or they're they're also struggling in the same similar journey to me um it just helps multiple different groups of people not just one set of people so definitely it can apply to anyone anyone yeah I think it just appeals to everyone doesn't it that mm-hmm. you can cook something in 15 minutes then yeah totally who doesn't want that <laughs> yeah exactly so when um you were kind of um limited with the time that you know you could stand and the energy that you had what was like your go-to kind of meal that was quick and easy for you but also you know uh balanced and kind of you know applied to your dietary needs curries a lot of curry stews um so back when I started the blog I still um was eating meat 
Uh, I stopped about a year ago or so, um, but it was a lot of like vegetable curries and fish sort of recipes, um, but mainly curries. Like that was, I remember one that was actually on the blog. It, it was one of the first that I put on there, um, sweet potato and chickpea curry. And mm-hmm. I still make it once a month or so now. Like it's yeah. still a recipe I always revert back to and it's, chuck everything in a pot yeah bring it to a boil and then put it in the oven and actually bake it rather than simmer it so ah, interesting yeah. I'm gonna have yeah. to that adds a real like nice baked flavor to it it's really it's, the top sort of goes like a bit baked it, has, it makes a real in, yeah nice taste to it so that's still um one of my go-to sort of recipes and but yeah, a lot of curries and stews. And that's where I feel my best at anyway. Like I, I create a whole range of recipes, desserts and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, my strongest point is dinners like that. Yeah. I create a lot of desserts. I don't really have a sweet tooth. I prefer really? cooking. Yeah, I prefer cooking than baking. Um, yeah, that is but I, I do a lot of baking because I know everyone loves it. And you can't, yeah. can't really have a food blog and not bake (laughs) I definitely enjoy the baking ones (laughs) yeah and Louisa Louisa loves the baking side so she she loves desserts so amazing me and her are on the same page yeah yeah we made we made one this weekend you I don't know if you saw it on Instagram um lemon drizzle cake oh my god I have to make that it's on my list honestly it looked incredible if you live nearby I'd be having you deliver or I'll I'll come pick it up (laughs) you should start to like ship them out have you thought about that like taking healthy living uh, yeah healthy living dreams like global (laughs) international food wise like products wise is I know it's just scares me how much like goes into that it's just it yeah sounds, it's a lot to sounds, think about yeah it sounds easy mm-hmm. but it's just I'm not ready for that yet no like, it's it's something for the future I think like it's something I'd like to do in the future but right now I'm just focusing on putting out content mm-hmm. getting better at it learning um because it's quite a well you'll both know it's quite a, a learning journey the whole thing definitely I think yeah both Barry and I's pages have changed quite a lot since we first started on Instagram yeah yeah you go back in photos wise to the start yeah they're crazy yeah it's like when the um the memories that oh what I wanted to say before is that when you do get to that stage um Sophie and I will happily taste test um, yeah (laughs) and see how things keep when you package and ship them we'll do quality control um yeah but you know on Instagram where it's like your memories and it's like you posted this three years ago and then you click on it and it was like I don't know like a slice of bread with like a slab of peanut butter and it's just like and just and like the worst lighting and terrible yes. quality and like that awful ooh. like yellow hue that you get yeah. you tried to put the plate off centered and like in the corner so it like kind of looked artsy but actually like where's the rest of your plate like yeah yeah exactly uh, I, I, it's interesting as Instagram I found easier back then like interaction wise than I do now like it's, yeah the algorithm was, has changed so much yeah I was saying to someone the other day like I, I feel like when I had five to ten thousand followers I 
would probably average the same amount of like likes and comments as I do now with like 80 mm-hmm. it's just it's a real struggle nowadays I know yeah it's tough it's really yeah. tough if you're starting out now as well I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people can relate to that I mean even me and Barry can, re- yeah. can relate to that um, but when you were kind of cooking at home and your family were saying, oh, you know, you need to put these recipes up. Did you ever think at any point that, yep, yeah, this is my new career path? No, no, <laughs> no. I laughed because I was like the complete opposite. Like I was, I'm like quite a shy person, always would rather just be behind the scenes. I even struggled with it a bit in golf when I play like national events and mm-hmm. big big tournaments that would have crowds of people I just didn't like it at all um so and whenever someone tagged me in my location in Facebook I would be like what are you doing I just would social media wasn't me I just didn't like being in limelight none of it at all so I start I don't I kind of started it just for a bit of fun and I had nothing else to do Mm um I had no idea that it would go anywhere plus I was also worried that I was a sporty person not a creative person that Mm -hmm. was one of my big worries that I didn't know if I could keep it up um but I thought just give it a go see what happens I'm always quite spontaneous and I will just just do something and see how I get on if I enjoy it I'll keep going so it's paid off (laughs) yeah it's been it's been a fun journey I've surprised myself more creative than I thought I was yeah, you're super creative. So creative. So I actually remember messaging you once and I was like, do you shoot in natural light or do you have like a food light? And you were <laughs> like, oh, it's just natural light, like by the window. Yeah, so, all natural light. Yeah, can you talk to us about how you kind of learned to style? Because, I mean, your page is and, like, so aesthetically pleasing. Thanks. <laughs> it's also like, do you use your phone? Do you use a camera? Like, spill uh, all the details. <laughs> so when it's a blog recipe that's camera that's all shot on my camera um all natural light and then I just edit um in Lightroom mm-hmm. and then if it's like more Instagram based like a lunch or IGTV recipe video they're all just shot on my phone um, interesting yeah and then I edit um what do I edit in I edit IGTV I edit that in rush which is like an adobe um program and then my can't remember snapseed is what i do my photos in so i sort of do a bit of editing on my phone but yeah igtv is all mobile based and i styling wise i've always i when i started i always saw like really styled photos and wanted Mm. to go that way so i went that way for a bit and learned how to do a bit more that side and then i and by that I mean like wooden backdrops and yeah. like, prop, like loads of different things going on. I I've used got, to do that as well. <laughs> yeah, I've got probably 10 stacked over there on the right hand side. <laughs> and now I've just, then I started thinking that my recipes are all quite simple and easy to make. So over styling it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I felt like it would put people off more than it would do anything else. So I reined it right back in to pretty much the plate and maybe something around it but not very often now it's Mm -hmm. quite very simple just shot on a white backdrop um yeah 
it's just quite quite simple and even my instagram shots i'll just shoot them stood in front of my door yeah i think people do actually quite like the the natural side of it as well rather than just always styled yeah no definitely they do well because yeah, i guess so people yeah carry on. i was yeah. saying that we definitely in the previous years had a more styled approach and now it's kind of like this is what I'm having let me just snap a picture of it and share it because you know like you said it's simple food and it doesn't need to be over complicated and I feel like we kind of share that message as well don't we so yeah and I want people to look at our food photos and kind of think okay that looks so doable like I can replicate that really easily whereas if you're looking at like a beautiful stack of cookies which is lovely to look at and they look delicious but some people might be put off because they're like I can't even attempt that like yeah exactly and I think you always have to go with your strengths as well like I mm-hmm. taught myself to a certain level of photography but it's not I'm not a food photographer like yeah it's not my skill set at all like I've got to a level where I think is good enough mm-hmm. for what I do but yeah I'm not I'm never going to be a a, a proper food photographer I don't think unless I really wanted to study it but no, yeah I'm just happy with where it is now I think yeah I think you do a great job yeah, personally. Say, I <laughs> my food photography skills look like yours but it's just light isn't it it's light is yeah most, lighting is very very important most important thing like when, when I started it someone said light to me and I was like mm. and now I'm saying the same thing yeah just diffuse, <laughs> diffused light that's the key as well so there you go oh, so you it. use like a diffuser I don't know why yeah. I put my hand like <laughs> yeah I, I do only if it's like direct sunlight into my window but I I've got quite a big window and it it's the sun rises on this side so I sort of unless it's really sunny and coming straight in then I'll diffuse it but if not it's quite like a soft light that mm-hmm. comes in so it's nice um yeah a lot of the, but always the recipes on the blog are shot on camera yeah amazing so you said you were quite shy um but you do talk quite a lot on your stories and you obviously put videos I up love- and you seem so chatty yeah that's weird <laughs> I, I do how People did you get over that. the fear and teach just, me <laughs> yeah, just doing it uh, honestly there's no there's no other way I've when stories first came out I think it was like probably two so two and a half years ago was it something yeah. like that two years ago I remember they came and out came out and I'd never talked on camera before mm. because when I started the blog and Instagram there was it was stories weren't the thing like that mm-hmm. was Snapchat wasn't it there was no yeah. Instagram stories so I was always just um just posting foods on my feed and then they came out and I was like oh no I'm actually <laughs> feel like I have to get in front of the camera so I just practice for a a long it took me a long time um I'd do 50 60 takes for like a 15 really? second yeah 15 yeah. second video it was it, <laughs> Louisa would always stand there and she'd be like what are you doing <laughs> it was really it was really bad at the start and I but I just knew that I had to keep going and you get more comfortable over time but it's taken I'd say I only just feel comfortable on camera now really yeah and that's three three and a half years in or two yeah. two years since I started doing it on stories so it's a long time mm-hmm. um 
and even like cook live cooking demos I put those off I was getting asked to do those at the start and I put oh, those, wow. yeah I put those off for years uh, and then 20 oh where is it 2019 was the first one I did um early so literally quite recently then yeah not not long ago and I've done six now since that's so amazing I just had such a big fear of public speaking really really big fear of public speaking so it took me a long time to just say yes to do it and then the mm-hmm. first one I did was in front of probably over 100 people so wow. I was quite, yeah I was absolutely oh I wanted to run away when I got I was going to say like what did you do to calm your nerves before you went on I was in bits <laughs> really really bad I was hiding like backstage and I just was I don't know I don't know how I did it I just but then as soon as I got behind the stage, like 20 minutes before, sort of prepping, and I just felt there was nowhere I could go then. So I had to just suck it up and try and enjoy it. And it's only the first two minutes that feel really bad. Um, I didn't catch that. Oh, could you try again? My watch <laughs> going off. <laughs> That's my watch. Um, so I, the first two minutes were really bad. And I even this, I've done six now and every time I get really scared really really nervous about it um just because I'm not an extrovert I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. you know super like energetic and bubbly and stuff like that so I feel like I struggle in that environment but yeah I just turn turned up and got better at it and I feel like I'm a bit more comfortable now so it's practice yeah like anything takes a long time it's not I think people see the end result don't they and if you like you guys have said you look comfortable on camera and and I am more mm-hmm. now but it's taken a lot of a lot of practice and a lot of retakes to get there yeah like one of my pet peeves in life is people seeing the end result and thinking oh they have it easy like you know yeah. they're all right they're sorted but actually there's so much that goes into the journey yeah I think if people start following now they they probably think oh you might have had a lucky break or mm-hmm. something like that and it's not I I wouldn't say I've had one I've had nothing go vi- what I'd class as viral mm-hmm. it's like, just I've, dedication and just hard work insane yeah like you said showing up every day I think that's so interesting actually because I'm the exact opposite like I'm classic extrovert but I can't Instagram story Really? I get so awkward and I'm like you yeah, I take or I, I'm like the way you were and I take like a hundred takes and then I just don't end up posting them um but I'm the least shy person I love public speaking yeah you're not shy at all not shy at all like I should be more shy um but I can't get in front it's uh, it's the weirdest thing I just feel like it's really awkward for me to do but like you said, I don't do it enough. So maybe it's just like showing up, practice makes perfect and nothing comes easy. Like you have to work at it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's actually hard watching yourself talk on camera as well mm-hmm. and actually knowing where to look because so when not- you, yeah, you actually, it's easier to look into the camera of your phone, which is obviously slightly above the screen. Yeah. So it, that's something I learned that actually don't look at yourself while you talk because it's not as easy. You That's get, a good you, point. I yeah, always look you, at myself. Yeah, you get drawn into looking at yourself, and then I think you'd be more like you get more judge judgy about like the way you've just said something or look mm. or what's behind you or something. So I, 
actually just look into my phone that but that's not to say like I don't I do a lot of takes on IGTV videos like the the end result that's there's a good a lot of takes in that like that's it's laughable still like it's <laughs> it's still laughable how many takes I do especially for those type of videos not so much for stories but mm. like the, the proper videos it's nice to know actually that you don't you know get it perfect every time <laughs> oh no it's, I should probably <laughs> I should probably like post some of my yeah the oh, sort of, that it would be ridiculous <laughs> like yeah I did one the other day and I just after about 10-15 minutes of doing takes for a, a 20 second intro I just walked out of the room I was like I'm done <laughs> And then I just came back 20 minutes later and nailed it straight away. So I think we can all relate to that. Like, yeah. Sometimes we just get too much in our head. Um, I'm just looking at your feed now, and it's honestly the most aesthetically pleasing thing in the world. Um, but I noticed, like, you still make a lot of, like you said, curries and stews and soups. So is that still kind of, like, your go-to? Like, besides the baking, there's obviously some, like, gorgeous, like, breads and oh my god actually this aubergine looks really good <laughs> yeah, that's a popular one that aubergine yeah yeah that's been really popular that one that's one of the recipes that's actually gone a little bit I just see semi semi viral that one like I had a few big food accounts share it and stuff oh, um, but what what was the question again your um your kind uh, of go-to recipes oh yeah curries stews they've they're always my I don't know it's just something I just find them simple to make mm -hmm. pretty cheap you can chuck yeah. in what you've got and one pot that you only uh, just one pot to wash up pretty much in the chopping boards and <laughs> yeah just that's why I feel comfort from mm -hmm. food that type of that type of stuff and oh, but obviously I can't just post curries all the time so yeah just, I, I've actually got a new <laughs> no you've curry got to recipe. keep the sweet stuff coming as well <laughs> yeah yeah I've actually got a new curry recipe coming um tomorrow but I don't know when this will actually air but it's fine coming tomorrow night which is a fit, new fish curry oh delicious um, I think a lot of people probably assume that I'm vegan as well from my feed but I'm I'm not I do eat fish mm -hmm. I'm literally the same I think a lot yeah. of people would assume that I'm vegan but I eat fish and dairy um, yeah. love my cheese <laughs> it's a hard one for people to give up cheese like it's, it is <laughs> it's, I think it's the one area of the vegan side that just will never be this the same like that's you can, so true yeah there's a, a the other like a lot of the other stuff is catching up and is getting yeah. pretty good and but cheese will I just don't think it'll ever be the same mm -hmm. <laughs> and have that melting back there no um, but what about your like recipe development kind of process? Like where do you, do you test your recipes? Do you see other people's and you get inspiration or things more drawn from maybe your experiences or certain flavors that you love? Like what does that journey look like? I'm really spun like random. Like I, I'll, I'll crave something, make it or try it out. And then within the next two weeks it'll probably be on the blog but I'm, I'm really fussy about testing stuff so it's always been my my thing from starting the blog that if you try a recipe and you follow it it'll work like it, yeah I do I don't, like a foolproof 
yeah yeah it's just it yeah it's one been one of my things that I I can't bear it if someone tries something Mm. puts in their energy and money and then it doesn't work for them so like I feel yeah it just makes me nervous that so I it has to be tested and the the dinners are a little bit more lenient like you Mm -hmm. can just swap things for here and there and it'd be okay um but desserts really have to be spot on Um, yeah I agree that's, I think that's why I don't like to bake because it's so precise and I don't really follow directions well. Um, and then if I like do my own thing, then I like mess it up. But that's like my my fault because baking is a science. Like there's a science yeah. of baking soda and acid and mm-hmm. temperature and the way the sugar caramelizes. Like you can't yeah. mess that up. Or cooking, you just like, oh, just like throw it in there. It needs a bit more salt. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I struggle to follow anyone's recipes as well. So I'm, dyslexic and struggle to like process reading information so that was when I started it as well I always said right when I write a recipe it's going to be as if I can read it and follow it then it's Mm going to be good enough for most people yeah so I've always stuck with that I'd rather use more numbers in the list so Mm -hmm. I know some people they'll do like a recipe it's like number one and two but there'll be like massive paragraphs and I just can't I can't bear it like it will I read the first sentence and it's gone so I always have to break it up and I think that's been really useful for people as well so it's just easy to follow that way um but I can't follow a recipe like I even if I'm making my own afterwards after I posted it I still just struggle to follow my own stuff I just will chuck something else in or do something random but it's very spontaneous it's always based off of what I crave um maybe what I've seen someone else do and feel like I can do it in a different way or in a gluten-free way or maybe better or I don't know just I I don't really know how it happens Mm -hmm. it just seems to just happen I (laughs) I don't know I don't know why it just seems to sort of come together I think it's Uh, just your creative process it's hard to in those things isn't it yeah. yeah and I don't know what's coming next week which is which is probably quite scary for a lot of people I try and post a new blog recipe every week uh on a Tuesday Monday or Tuesday and I don't know what's coming next week so. oh, wow. I don't think people realize actually how much commitment that is to post yeah. a new recipe every week and to do all the food photography for it writing out the recipe making sure it works yeah so I'll have a busy probably four three or four days now because I generally test three to five times depending if it's a curry or something it's probably two times just because I know I've done it for so long now that Mm -hmm. I sort of know what works and I know a few adjustments to make and it will be okay um but desserts can be three to five times depending on how it goes first time or second time so it's a lot of commitment like people I think they just see a, an image yeah. and don't know what goes goes on behind, behind the scenes for that. It's a, it's a full-time, full-time 100%, job. 100%, yeah. definitely. But it's yeah. fun. It. Yeah, as long as it's still fun, then it's definitely worth doing. <laughs> yeah, people, people do ask, like, how how do you just keep going? And I just say, well, you, if you enjoy it, you'll just yeah. keep doing it. And I never really have breaks or holidays. I probably not posted 
over three and a half years, I've probably had like 25 or 30 days off in those wow. three and a half years, something like that. It's, it's pretty, it. pretty crazy, like how many posts I've actually done over mm. that period. So amazing well we've got quite a few questions yeah um a lot of these questions are as if they know you so I think everyone listening will probably know James if you don't make sure you're following him um so what are the top tips you have for someone who's trying to start their own food blog on Instagram it's tough and now that's it's going to be tough like it's not an easy thing to do Mm -hmm. but like I've said it's turn up every day that you can as or as much as possible try and be try and do stories and and be because uh, I think stories are actually a really important part nowadays mm-hmm. for people to get to know you and your personality so I think that's a really important thing and like people like Miss Hinch and that you know how well she's done just pretty much from stories mm-hmm. it's a, people really engage with with those and a lot I think a lot of people actually just watch stories nowadays and don't necessarily look at the feed as much yeah so try and be good at stories try and be comfortable in front of camera and just show your personality turn up as much as you can and just enjoy it do something post something for yourself and not for someone else yeah my recipes aren't to prove something or or put out content for what not necessarily for what I think other people want it's Mm because it's what I want yeah and that's I think that's the one of the most important things posting is right for you and not what you think someone else wants to see yeah well it's the fact you were kind of doing all of this before you even put it on Instagram yeah 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 it's like you're true sort of passion and Mm -hmm. I think if you enjoy something and love doing it you'll turn up and do Instagram and and all of that that comes along with it yeah but it's 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 not easy like having a following is is great but there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes as well so you've got to be when the followers grow Mm -hmm. you know messages and replying to people I think that's always been a, a thing of mine I always reply to people same yeah, yeah. but it and is it that is a commitment lot. takes a lot of time yeah. like it's <laughs> takes a lot of time um but I think it's a really important thing to do at the start is to really engage with people if they have the time to message you you, you should have it to message them back mm-hmm. and help people as much as possible yeah I love that love it is chips um so someone wants to know where you do your food shopping and is it expensive being a food blogger <laughs> yeah I love this question. yeah it, people do ask actually like how how much I spend on food shopping and it's definitely way above like the average mm-hmm. uh, like two people in a in a house like so it's yes yeah, it's, it's quite expensive um I mainly shop in Waitrose because it's the closest one to me that I can walk to. It's like Mm -hmm. a 10 minute walk. So obviously one of the most expensive ones as well, um, (laughs) which doesn't help. But mainly Waitrose, Sainsbury's or Tesco. I sort of mix in between those three. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quite it is quite expensive. I definitely spend probably 50 percent more than the average couple would, I would say. 
mm-hmm. just because I'm testing loads of stuff and yeah, eating yeah, but it's also stuff. like the cost of your goods, like the cost yeah. of running the business. So it's not necessarily like you're out there buying all these like fancy ingredients and stocking up your shelves. And it's not yeah. as bougie as it sounds because it is, you know, people buy certain things to go to work. Like you need work clothes and, yeah. you know, transportation and you pay for your tube or et cetera. So in reality, it's relative to your job. Exactly. Yeah. I always try and make the ingredients be possible to buy from supermarkets. So it's not mm-hmm. like, you can only buy it online type ingredients. Yeah, so or in like with, Whole Foods or something. <laughs> yeah, which we don't obviously have down down south. We have like um, health food shops and stuff, mm-hmm. but we don't have like big shops like Whole Foods and places like that where you can buy literally everything that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I try and make it so that it's all from supermarkets as well. So, but yeah, it's quite expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have questions you want to throw in as well, Barry, or should I just keep reading? Um, well, someone I thought was really interesting. They wanted to start a food blog and they asked, like, what um, website do you use? And they asked specifically, do you use WordPress or Squarespace? Yeah, Word, WordPress. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it was such a specific question. But I do think, like, um, for food blogs, they do say, like, WordPress is kind of, like, the gold standard. And there's a lot of, like, plugins, especially, like, maybe when it comes to Pinterest. Do you do Pinterest? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I have Pinterest. I, I have it. I have, have done all right on it, and I have no idea what goes on. <laughs> it is so confusing. Like it's, it's a whole other realm yeah. in regards to social media, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's social media, but it's not like it's more of a search engine yes, platform. It's true. actually really good for food. Like, if if people are listening to this and they want inspiration for food. Pinterest is incredible like mm-hmm. it's you just go in there type you're looking for pasta recipes and you'll get a whole load of pasta recipes mm-hmm. you actually get to see a photo and you click through and you go straight to a recipe so yeah. I actually think it's a really good platform it's actually better no, than Google for food I think <laughs> yeah it's definitely definitely better than Google for food yeah. does it drive uh, a lot of traffic to your blog your Pinterest yeah, yeah it does it's oh, interesting probably 40% of the traffic. Oh, wow. I think, I'm trying to remember the numbers. It's, I think 40% of my traffic is Google. Then 30 is Pinterest alone. And then the rest is like Facebook and Instagram. So mm-hmm. it's web, I get a lot more traffic from Pinterest than I do Instagram. Yeah, that's amazing. Did you set up, have you designed your website and set up everything like that? Or did you have a designer do it? I uh, set up the website I do have someone that's like helped with a few things um because I obviously never designed a website in my life before doing any of this so I've kept the theme very simple and easy to sort of navigate as possible mm-hmm. but I've had someone do a few bits and bobs like integrations and stuff but pretty much being all me with that as well amazing uh, so I don't have like a team of anyone it's pretty yeah. much just just me I have someone that helps me a bit with Pinterest and that's about it really that the rest is is me yeah if you weren't a food blogger what would you be doing a golfer yeah I think before I was it would be golf or some anything in sport like it was 
if I wasn't playing professionally I probably would be teaching it or something oh, okay. something in sport it would be and then after my illness I had an idea I, I always the thing that kept me, yeah the thing that kept me going through the process I kept saying to myself that I'm gonna get better and one day I'm gonna help other people in some way mm-hmm. and that was something that I just kept saying to myself I had no idea that that was going to be through food mm-hmm. um, or I didn't know what it was going to be at all but that's what in the two years that I was bed bound that's what I just kept saying to myself and then it just happened to progress into food and here we are here we are <laughs> and I actually think there's like no better feeling than someone like trying the food that you cooked and being like oh my god that's delicious like oh my god I love that feeling <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the best it just because food does bring people such joy and to know that you have like an impact on that and it brings people together so like family dinners or cooking something special it's like a really great way to show someone that you care or that you love them and just to hear feedback being like I made your recipe and it was great I'm sure you guys feel the same but like it's the best feeling yeah 100% yeah it's definitely the best feeling when someone tags you in a in a recipe on stories or something or on the feed and they love it that's that makes all the the hard work worthwhile and there's there's a lot of trust element in food as well especially around big events whenever people make recipes over Christmas like I I still feel shocked that someone has trusted me for that for Christmas because that's quite a big deal like yeah it is if you if you mess someone's Christmas up it's not not a good thing <laughs> so whenever someone makes a Christmas recipe especially I'm, I'm always like shocked but yeah. it's yeah it's been the feedback is it's taken back to the sort of question about food blogging it's, it takes a long time to build that trust of mm-hmm. people people might like the, the photo or like the idea of the recipe but getting them to actually trust you to make it and that takes quite a long time. I feel like I'm just really starting to get people to make recipes like a lot more. Like yeah. I feel like this year has been probably since lockdowns been the turning point of people really cracking on with the recipes now, which That's is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you and Louisa like and eat the same foods? yeah so she's a bit more like sweet tooth like I said she more first like the baking side mm-hmm. um but she she's got a dairy she's severely dairy allergic so she can't have any of that um she doesn't eat gluten mainly she just doesn't really get on with it and just finds it easier well because I cook most of the stuff anyway so she loves to cook but doesn't get a chance yeah <laughs> yeah tough life um so yeah she doesn't have gluten dairy also has an egg allergy the same as me we're just we're really similar yeah I was gonna say you guys are like perfect match yeah (laughs) people always say where did you meet on a date like a an allergy dating app and stuff like that (laughs) no no we didn't um but she's obviously been a big part of the journey with me as well yeah she heard through mutual friends that I was ill and she would come to visit and sit on my bed when about the six month mark so this was when I was really at my worst pretty much so she would come and visit like keep keep me company and I wouldn't allow anyone to visit me like no friends 
in that period because I just I knew because they knew what I was like like highly energetic and yeah I just couldn't let anyone see me like that that actually knew me so I was so worried about being like judged in that way so she was the only one that I'd allowed to actually visit me because she didn't really know me mm. um so then she would just come and sit there and keep my parents company and then yeah it's been together ever since so it's such a lovely yeah. story yeah, yeah. it is it's, yeah, it's been a fun fun journey so obviously been through the the worst part together yeah. and then got married two years ago and you guys have got your um another instagram page together don't you where you're you're renovating your house yeah that one's wives home um yes yeah, so we started that we bought our first property end of last year so we renovate ripped out a flat and renovated it and put the, the most fun part was putting a new kitchen in that was yeah not, we, I didn't actually fit it myself that yeah. would be, <laughs> that'd be that's a, a huge job yeah that'd be a disaster <laughs> I'd be very impressed if you had done that <laughs> um but it was yeah it was good 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 fun doing all that um we had a quick turnaround it was like had to renovate the whole place in the month as well so it was quite oh my gosh yeah it was quite a stressful sort of period so yeah it's been great and I, I've loved having I've actually been working with AG who helped me with some of the appliances um so that's been good as well to actually have because I always rented before and always had crap mm. ovens yeah so <laughs> have an actual decent ovens made quite a difference I was actually shocked at how much better having a good quality oven I really what a difference it makes yeah so that's been been good um that's yeah, yeah we've enjoyed it oh, sorry yeah. I'm so addicted to watching like home renovation TikToks it's yeah. actually the only thing that shows up on my TikTok feed now because <laughs> I guess the algorithm thinks that's all I'm interested I don't think I've ever seen a renovation on TikTok no I don't, I don't think I have guys I'll send you them they are incredible I just love the suspense of a before and after uh, it's so good I don't own a house I'm not renovating anything yeah that's the only thing that I'm interested in at the moment um that space but, has become really popular though isn't it like sort of home space and cleaning mm, and yeah. I feel like food food will always be popular but yeah I, I feel like it has moved on from food a bit towards the the cleaning and um home sort of stuff but I think it all goes around in circles like it will come food will come back massive at some point um but yeah yeah cool so last question if Barry doesn't have any more no mine are um what is next for Healthy Living James do you have any plans or are you loving what you're doing at the moment I don't like I mentioned earlier I'm quite spontaneous so I don't have I don't put pressure on myself like I haven't planned much Mm -hmm. I just I just keep going as I am and then when a bright idea comes you just yeah just go (laughs) go with it and I obviously got like some bigger goals of potentially products or cafe and and published book those are like the big things I do want to get but I'm not like pressurizing myself to to get them because I feel like if I just keep going as I am, they'll those things will fall into place. Like Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean you're putting in the hard work every single day. So yeah. that's always gonna lead to something you yeah. know, more exciting. Yeah. And I just think 
pressure wise it doesn't it isn't I don't think it helps too much like doesn't do you any good no so I'm just enjoying like where I am now just trying to grow trying to do more videos trying to get more confident doing that do more cooking demos in front of people all things that just build like podcasts stuff like that mm-hmm. um, just build your profile and yeah just have fun with it really Amazing. Too serious yeah keep, oh, yeah keep it nice and fun and make sure you're enjoying yourself yeah yeah awesome. that's like the dream find a career that you love to do that keeps mm-hmm. you in that you know you feel passionate about and you will feel like super successful no matter what because it's something that you just love to do and when you love something you're going to be good at it because you put all your effort into it yeah and you just wake up every day and it's it's not it's never the same for me um but it's it's always just interesting because it's it's what I love to do and if you wake up and you're you're always looking forward to that day like it really does help so Mm. yeah it's been a really fun fun journey and I I still feels weird to even like consider yourself as like a professional food blogger like it just yeah the journey's been so kind of long and mm-hmm. you know you've had quite a few hurdles and you've just worked every single day so it was quite gradual it's not like overnight you know you had a really successful food blog it just happened yeah. quite gradually for you yeah. so other people might see that you're like maybe overnight success but you know how much hard work you've put in how much time and effort it's taken yeah a lot a lot of time yeah, yeah. A, I think while well, they say nothing good ever comes quickly does it or something like that and yeah it's true like I think to go viral is great but actually the quality of follower you get from that is quite weak so Mm -hmm. I think it's better just to build it's better to have less followers and then be engaged than I completely agree and Mm. them not be engaged or care Mm -hmm. about what you say so yeah yeah I think that's that's an important thing people trying that is just don't focus too much on the numbers it does help when it comes to brands but they even see through that now as well so don't think that you can't get jobs and stuff with a lower following because it's mm-hmm. they look right through that now like yeah. they don't just go on numbers completely they want to see engagement and, and other stuff so yeah cool thank you so much for sharing your journey honestly um, Thanks, it, it was really great to listen to just before you go if you just want to let everyone know what your website name is on instagram handle yeah it's the website's um healthylivingjames.co.uk and then instagram's at healthylivingjames facebook's the same at healthylivingjames awesome. we'll, um, we'll link all of those on the show notes so people know exactly where to find you brilliant um, Amazing. Thank you so much. And if everyone could please rate, review and subscribe, follow us on Instagram at Working Wellness, write in any questions and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.